You know, this really is a special place and it's really a sacred area. I mean, for so many of us, right, some of the significant elements in our spiritual journey have happened in the context of, of these four walls. Many of you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ at the very seats you're sitting at. I know it's the seat you're sitting at because you haven't changed seats in the three years you've been here. Uh, every week you're at the same place, so I love it because I know where you're at, but isn't that true? I mean, and I've had the joy down here to, to share with many and, and share with them how they can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Hundreds of you have followed the Lord in obedience and come to the baptismal waters and been baptized here and made this public profession of faith that you are a follower of Christ and it's been one of those places you've planted a flag in your spiritual journey and it's been so significant. You know, last Thursday I had a chance to go to our recovery ministry and spend some time there and every time I go, I'm just, I'm humbled and I'm so inspired by this group of men and women who are on a weekly, daily basis, boy, they're fighting for their health, they're fighting for their sobriety, they're fighting for their families, and they're fighting for their marriage. And it's inspiring. I think some of the most significant God-honoring ministry that happens at our church happens out of the context of these groups. And I'm so grateful for it. And every week we, we come here and just so we experienced a little bit earlier, we, we have this opportunity, right, to usher in the presence of God into our lives through worship in a new and a fresh way. And, and in those moments, right, no matter how crazy everything is, there are those moments when there's just a peace that comes over you. I, it's like a warmth that comes in your soul and all is good with you and God. You know those moments? That doesn't happen every song. That doesn't happen every week. But there are those moments when you feel as close and as near to God as you ever have, and that's the beauty of what we get to experience together. To these times together, you know, the Holy Spirit inspires us and challenges us through God's word and molds us and changes us. Some of your, your lives have been radically changed. Your thinking, your belief system, your behavior, your attitude, and They've been transformed by the power of God, the power of his word in your life, and it is an amazing thing. And that's the reason with all of those and many more, why I have a heart for the house and I have a heart for, for this house in what God is doing. And I thought this morning during our time as I knew this series in this morning was, was coming up, I thought there would be value in taking some moments and uh, to just begin to share with you. But I wanted to take time to just thank God for his goodness and for the goodness of his people. And that's really you this morning. I want to thank God for just his faithfulness, really, to all of us uh, during this challenging season that we've walked through together as a church family. And so as we near the end of 2021... That simple statement, listen, I'm reminded that our story is not the story of every church in the U.S. I mean, the latest Barner research has just come out saying this, that one out of five churches will close in the next 18 months and the challenge that comes with that. I mean, you think about this last two years, right? It, it has been the perfect storm of tension, political, racial, economic, COVID crisis that's come, and if your foundation isn't solid, right, it's always the storms that reveal the cracks that are there. And I'm grateful and encouraged to be able to share with you today, as we've come through this part of that storm, that our foundation is good. It's not perfect, but we're certainly intact together, and I thank the Lord for that in such a powerful way. 
that the fundamentals that, that lay the foundation of our ministry is really the things that we just, you got a chance to hear this on the, on the videos. It's our expression of what Acts 2 looks like in the context of Lex City. And I think those are the foundational things that you build your church on that allow you to withstand some of the struggles and challenges that are there. So I want to remind us today through what we did and through even those videos, again, the how that goes behind the wow that, that you experience. Because when times are uncertain and when challenges come, right, you always roll back to the foundation, the fundamentals of who God has called us to be and the things that are really so important. And I'm always reminded that the wow of things will always be a byproduct of how well we do the how. And churches that chase the wow are always heading for struggles. But if we do the how and the fundamentals well, the byproduct of that will be those wow events. And at times like this, I'm reminded of the importance of that. You know, for Tammy and I, we've been doing ministry together for over 30 years. And um, in that 30 years, there certainly in this last season have been elements that we've faced that we've never faced before that have probably been of greater challenge, probably very similar to you in these last seasons that we've come across. I mean, it's hard to leave in December. It'll be six years that we've been here at Lex City. And when we came, I knew there would be certain things that happen with any natural transition of time, right? I looked, I knew we'd probably have to rework some bylaws and constitutions and governance things. Um, in light of our history, I anticipated probably rebranding might be in our future and things like there and staff alignments for where we want to head in the future. But you know the one thing I never anticipated? The one thing I never took a class on? COVID. <laughs> Kind of hit me out of the blue. I didn't see that one coming, and that's probably a little bit of your story as we go. And so I found myself, like so many pastors, and really so many of you as parents and as business owners and employees, uh, as a pastor, I found myself in uncharted territories, right, with no clear, obvious answers to the challenge that came our way, and at moments felt like whatever you decided, all it did is made everybody upset, Right? And I think at times I've said to our staff, like, this is a no-win situation. Do we close? Do we open? Do we do this? Do we, I, it doesn't, like, whatever you decide, and you've probably felt that tension a little bit, there was no wins. And in the pastoral world, where many of us tend to be people pleasers, that sentiment has really ran true. Statistics say, again, 29% of pastors have given serious consideration to quitting full-time ministry in the last year. Not leaving their church, like just being done in the last year. And I'm so grateful today to say, Boy, that's just not my story, and uh, that's not how I have felt at all. I, I have never felt alone or unsupported in this last year. I've been so grateful for our staff, who has just been good friends and good sounding board and given really wise counsel during the challenging decisions that we've come across. It's the power of our boards and our board systems and the folks like you just voted on today. This group of men and women that uh, never let me make a decision in isolation, which I'm grateful for. I'm thankful for you as a, as a church family who've come alongside us. And I'm sure in the last years, we made decisions that you would have disagreed with or done a different way, or even the decisions you agreed with how we did them. You wish we would have been more passionate about this element or that element. I, I get all that, but I just thank you for your grace. And on behalf of our leadership, I just thank you for your kindness that you've shown to us uh, in these uh, last couple years with the things. Now, that doesn't mean we're not gonna face difficult <coughs> 
decisions in the future. I'm just hoping they're not as, free, as frequent. Can you relate to that? I mean, did it feel like for a while, like every month we were having to make decisions? I'm sure you felt that in your home front. Every month, it's like, can I just have a month with no more big decisions that go? And so I'm thankful to where we are. But I do think as we look forward, right? One of the big decisions that we face as a church family, and I think church families all around our country, is how we're going to pivot to this changing culture. Because the ground has shifted underneath us in the last two years. And whether you want to acknowledge it or not, and whether we like it or not, it really doesn't matter. We have had a shifting of some foundational things. And so how do we pivot as a church family along that? Just in the basic things of church attendance. Think about this. In the last 20 years, church attendance has been on a steady decline. COVID simply just ramped that up and really magnified and accelerated that trend. Most churches today, 2021, as we close out the year, are running about 40% of in-line or in-person attendance to what they were running before COVID that came. So as we look towards 2022, I think we've got to look in this changing world about two things. Not only how we gather, but really how we connect in this new world. And that connection is going to look different, right? That connection is going to look different than it looked two years ago. It certainly looks a lot different than it did 30 years when I began this game a long time ago. So how does it look different and what do we need to do with that? I mean, the digital world, right, has totally changed how we interact and how we interact with content around it. Josh shared a statistic earlier at one of our vision nights that in this last year, 135 countries downloaded our content. Uh, this morning, it will be similar. We'll see a little over 2,000 folks every week that watch our services online, and many of you, that's the case this morning where you are. So our digital thumbprint has never been bigger than it has been during this post-COVID world that we're living in in terms of some of these impacts. So in 2022, I think the challenge for us is we've got to figure out how we make meaningful connection with our digital audience and how we make that significant in their lives. And I think one of the, the big things in Church of North America, right? Our churches that are really gonna pivot and really have impact 2022 and beyond is our ability to figure out how do we make this kind of connection beyond just gathering together. But hear me really clearly, and I'm so grateful for those of you who are this, here this morning with us. I mean, this gathering together as a family, this is foundational. This is the most important thing we do. Everything else grows out of this. And so it is significant, but I think we've got to think of ways beyond just these four walls and beyond these times and ways that we connect outside of Sunday. As we've been thinking about 2022, let me just share with you a couple of things that we're looking for, a couple of events that we have, and there'll be more to come. But as we think about this idea of connecting even beyond just what we do inside of the four walls, two events that we know are already going to be put on the calendar. At the end of summer, we're going to be uh, having a City Reach uh, Sunday, and you'll see a little slide on here. And I'm excited about this this morning. On this morning, uh, we're going to meet together with, uh, in one single service, take a time of just worship and prayer together, and then we're going to spend the rest of the Sunday morning out in our community. We're going to be partnering with our community partnerships and just loving on our city, serving them in any way we can. And I'm excited about this morning. It'll be a, a morning that our worship is not just with our voices, but it's with our hands and feet, and be reminded that we are a church for the city and why we're here. And so that's gonna be a morning, just practical way to do that with all of our age groups, uh, that City Reach Sunday. This, the second event that we've got coming up this fall, we're gonna be hosting our very own uh, 99 Conference. 
And on September 23rd and 24th, you can save the dates on that, we're gonna invite our region to come join us for a two-day conference that's gonna be headlined by the People's Choice Award winner, Carlos Whitaker. If you know Carlos, fantastic ministry, a great word for us. And so Carlos has agreed he's gonna come and headline that weekend. And we'll give you more details as they come. But again, I think an event, an opportunity for us to connect with folks that are around. And so those are just two things uh, in 2022 as we look ahead of that we're gonna be uh, looking forward to and, and wanted to make you aware of those. But, you know, you come back to 2021, right? As we close out, it's, it, it's been a year of change, certainly a year of, of uncertainty and certainly disruption. And it's probably of no surprise that all of this has had an impact into giving into the local church here locally and certainly the churches of North America. There's a research group entitled State of the Plate, which I kind of like the name there in and of itself. But in April 22, they sent out their, their latest survey and report on that. And here's what stats show what we would probably anticipate, right? Majority of churches in North America are struggling in terms of their area of their giving. Uh, 34% of churches have dropped between 10 and 20% of their giving. About one in five churches have dropped 30 to 50%, and almost one-tenth of churches report a drop of 75%. And these, unfortunately, will probably be some of those churches that will fall into the one in five churches that close their doors in the next 18 months. Once again, I praise the Lord, that's not our story. That's not what we're experiencing together as a church family, and I thank the Lord for that. But I have asked Pastor Zach to come out today and uh, maybe just give us an accurate picture of kind of where we fall on this paradigm uh, post major part of the pandemic that's before us. Zach, thanks for coming and sharing a little bit this morning. No problem. This is like the uh, family talk. This is it. Portion of the service where you get your family together and you say, hey, here's where we're at, here's where we're headed, and that's what it looks like, and so... I think one of the things that I love about our church is that we really do strive for excellence, and I would define that as something that honors God and inspires people. And so when you come in the walls of this place for any ministry at all, we hope that's what you feel. And I think the other thing I've learned over this last season, too, is just that phrase, lack of resources breeds innovation, has really become a true thing for us. And we're walking through, like, how do we make this happen with, with limited mm-hmm. funds? And so I wanted to take a look, just a few minutes and kind of walk you through kind of where we're at currently, because I believe that... You know, the more um, open and transparent we are as a church, the more you have information uh, to, to make informed decisions um, on your generosity here, here at Lex City. And so a um, couple, of, couple of quick things, just kind of where we're at. Our budget for this year, and you'll see the slide here on the screen, those of you watching online as well, is $2.2 million, just a little more than that. How that makes up for us is that we, we tend to try to bring in about $170,000 a month per month from January to November. Then we rely heavily on uh, year-end giving in December. And so one thing that's maybe different than uh, your, your home income is that probably for most of you, your income is pretty consistent on a month-to-month basis. As a church, that's not the case necessarily. I think we have some historical trends, but things come in as they come in. And so as we create the budget for this year and next year, um, it's really just saying, okay, God, here's, here's the faith part of it. And, and our, our, our budget is really just our vision expressed in a financial spreadsheet is kind of what the budget in the church looks like. And so, and so it comes in at different seasons and different times of the month. And so our church is no different. We, de- we typically um, will see a lot of you that will give at the end of the year. And we really appreciate that. And thank you so much for your generosity and your faithfulness. And so kind of where we're at year to date right now. Um, so the, through the end of October, and I'm going to give you guys um, this. If you see that, the bottom stat there is amount down $106,000. 
We're about 7% down from like what has come in to what we budgeted to come in. But the good part is, and I'll tell in just a minute, we haven't spent that much. We've really controlled expenses throughout the year and not done some certain things that we would have liked to have done just to make sure that we were being good stewards of God's resources there. And so um, if you look at the next slide here, that kind of tells us more reality for today. Uh, so currently, year to date, we're down about $45,000 um, from what came in to what we've actually spent. Um, and uh, it was about $75,000 when some of you came to the vision night a few weeks ago, but you guys gave uh, really uh, generously the end of October and made about 30 grand of that. And then you'll see our, our expenses for November are 180,000, December is 195,000 for a total of $420,000. So what does that mean? We're saying basically between now and December 31st, we would like to see $420,000 to come in to really pay for our expenses for the rest of this year and then set us up well as we look um, to start new ministries in 2022. Fantastic. Thanks, Zach, for doing that. I appreciate you and your, and your team. Uh, it's been a tough year. You've had to say a lot of no's to a lot of different things, and so thanks for leading us. I don't know about you, that's really encouraging. Friends, we're really close to being where we need to do in terms of, of meeting that expenses. And as I thought about this morning, I think one of my responsibilities to you as your pastor is just to keep these things in front of you and be open with where we are. And I can't think of any better way to do it other than just say to family, here's the reality of, of where we are in there. So how do we meet that? And how do we, again, I think really position ourselves in a healthy point for 2022? We talked about staff on a couple of ways that we could do that. Number one, the first thing I think that Zach mentioned is so important. I'm so grateful for those of you year in giving, like most churches in America, is significant to us. And many of you have been so faithful and consistent in that every year. Can I just in advance. Uh, thank you for that. What I want to share with you next is really predicated on ending the year strong with year-end giving. But I think we can make up that gap uh, probably together in one of the ways to do that. We've just had an idea of this idea of two-up. And what do we mean by two-up? would be a challenge and encouragement to you cons to consider in the month of November, would you be willing to prayerfully consider two-upping, giving twice of what you normally give and what you normally tithe in the month of November. If we could double up on that, and some of you to be able to say, hey, I'd be willing to do that in November and December, I think that would really allow us to meet that deficit that we have. And then again, just position us in a point of health heading into 2022 with a strong year in giving. You know, as I looked at that, again, I think it's something that we can do together. We've proven that in the past. Some of you from our vision night tonight have made such a significant impact already. And so we wanted to put that out there as, as a way to do that. Zach, can you share with us just practically, if we're, uh, feel led to be a part of that, because I know we've got many families that have from our vision night, our staff has been engaged in this process of two up. How can we practically do that? Yeah. So if you're in person, there is a card that looks like this. It says uh, heart for the house, the year in giving right here. It should be right in front of any of your seats there. And then if you're watching online, this is also located on lexcity.info. Uh, and you can find a year in giving right there. And so we kind of wanted to give you three practical ways that you can say, hey, how can I get involved? How can I um, help? How can I be a part of this? And so there's three things there. It says, one says, I'm planning to double up my November or December, December giving. The second one says, I'm planning to double up my November and December giving. The last one says, I am praying through a year in gift of generosity above beyond my regular giving. And so the last one's a little bit of a catch-all. So maybe you're here and you're here for the first time and you're like, hey, I chose the great Sunday, right? So um, on the last one there, it's really a catch-all for anything. Maybe you want to start giving and you check that last one there. For those of you, maybe you want to check uh, a couple of those boxes. That's great. You can also do that online. Some of you may need to take this home and pray about it for a little bit and talk to your spouse or family member and just kind of pray over this and what's your area of generosity that you can be a part of um, in this. And so um, basically we have these here in the cards or in the seat backs and also online. And so if, you, if you're comfortable doing that today, you can fill it out now and on your way 
out. There's, there's boxes at every one of the exits. You can also go on Lexi.info and fill it out there as well. So. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks to you to be willing to prayerfully consider joining us and being a part of that. You know, as I think about Lex City and just what God is doing in us and through us, I, it's, I'm so hopeful and I'm so optimistic on what God has for us. I, I think about this church in, in so many ways, how God has sustained us in so many powerful ways. I'm reminded again, our, our foundation, it's been proven over these last two years. Our foundation is solid. Our our vision and our motivation to reach, reach people and our heart for the lost continues to be the thing that inspires us and makes us get up in the morning to do what we do together. And, and again, our good and faithful God has just shown up and met our needs where we need it. And it shouldn't surprise us, right? As a church family, we've been through an awful lot and God has sustained us through some challenging and difficult times. And so I'm pretty confident that it's gonna take more than a global pandemic to stop what God wants to do here at Lex City, amen. And so I'm just convinced until God says we're done, we are not done. And there are more and greater things to do together and I'm grateful for that. And so, yeah, you can praise the Lord for that. So I just encourage you this morning, our, our, our goal in our heart for today was just to make you aware, but to be reminded of this, that if we can just finish 2021 and be in such a fortunate place to finish 2021 strong, it really positions us to be at a healthy point to do what God is calling us to do in 2022. I love where we are as a church. I mean, I love who we are as a church and what God is doing in us. And so can I just encourage you today to just once again, to plant that flag on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and to plant it on your confidence that God has a divine work to do in us and through us as a church family and that we would do the work that God has called us to do. So would you this morning as we close, will you stand with me? And in one voice, can we just declare again our confidence? Can we declare our creed that this is what I believe? Father. 